The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror is probably the most commonly known anticipated Halloween televised event each year. This year they even made a full bonus episode parodying Stephen King's It, but we'll be discussing the official 33rd installment that came out October 30th, consisting of three shorts, The Pookadook, Death Tome, and Simpsons World. It's November now, you're listening to today's episode. seen the Babadook, yeah? I only ever saw the like back ending of it. I saw it a really long time ago. I do not remember it very well. It came out in like 2016, right? It has something to do with a monster in the basement. Right, yeah. And I remember the poster for it. The monster was like really big, langly, like, and it was black. Yeah, it, it got great reviews for a horror movie. So it was considered like really good. I went to go see it and then I saw it and I thought it was mediocre. You saw it in the theater? No, I mean, I went to go see it online. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so the Pookadook is obviously a play on the Babadook. Uh, what'd you think of the episode? Uh, the episode as a whole or just the... No, I mean this segment. Yeah, because I have each segment rated in terms of... Sure, a, so a, do I, but like the Pookadook segment. I didn't, you know, I just feel like the joke with Maggie being incredibly smart, like in having to like outdo Marge. Like is baby such genius? A, yeah, it's such an overly done thing in The Simpsons. It's been a while since I've seen a modern day Simpsons episode, but still when I was watching this, I was like, it's overly done. Mm -hmm. Let's go through the plot real quick. Yes. So... Maggie is being put to sleep by Marge, mm -hmm. and Marge decides to read her a bedtime story. Yep, a haunted bedtime story at that. And then they showed you a bunch of different, like, kids' stories. There's Good Night Escaped Gorilla, and then the Pookadook, and it just keeps on going back to the Pookadook. <laughs> yeah. And that's a pop-up horror children's book. And mm -hmm. so she pulls that out, starts reading it, unwittingly releases the dark spirit, and then Marge tries to destroy the evidence, destroy the book, and then she breathes in the ashes, she gets infected, possessed, and it becomes all about how she has this hidden resentment that's fueling her possession, about how much she hates doing the chores for the family, being the sane one of the group all the time. Basically, everything's always being put on her. That's a reused storyline from The Simpsons. Yes. Just like the smart baby Maggie. It feels Maggie. like it's more used than the smart baby Maggie. Trope. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There have been so many episodes where Marge has just had it. And then like, <laughs> it's about, and then in the end, she usually is just like, well, that's life. And yeah. then she gets back and, into well, doing it, the same routine over I didn't and over know that that yeah. the show had been on for 34 seasons. I, I thought that it had just gone to like the 30th season. Yeah, I, I haven't watched for like the first 10 seasons I have on disc. Right? Yeah. yeah, those are the best ones. Those are the ones that feel like they're hand-drawn. You can usually always tell when they're well, on Well, the TV. first three seasons, you can usually tell those ones because they, yeah, they have the weird like markers from the cartooning that right. they used to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, Maggie ends up breaking the possession that Marge is in because she strokes her cheek. And then Marge uses the outdoor vacuum to suck up the Pookadook like a Ghostbusters villain. And I rated this episode a C minus because it, again, it fell right back into the formula. Um, it felt like it was just redoing a lot of storylines we had seen before. And it was so simple. C minus. Well, so that's like a seven out of 10 because what I gave this was a five out of 10. I did not think that it passed at all. I did not find it funny or entertaining. I thought that it was the scariest out of all of them, especially when you saw Marge and Maggie inside the book. I thought that those drawings were legitimately creepy, but it's just, it, yeah, it was definitely like the, the demented figures of them. Right. Yeah. When you saw those drawings, but except for that, I was like, there's nothing here that I haven't seen before in every other Simpsons episode ever yeah and it's only like five minutes so let's move on to the next one have you ever seen read or heard of death Note? i've seen the whole entire anime you've seen the anime yes. version. have you seen the live action movies i saw like one or two of the live action movies okay yeah. so yeah i've seen the japanese live action movies i've seen 
like single episodes of the anime in the past. Uh, I skipped through the Netflix film. I've never read any of the manga. Um, and but I am familiar with like the overall story. I, I had to say this felt like a South Park segment. And it's funny you say it because every single segment is like seven minutes, but one's felt like longer than the others. This felt like the longest segment. Well, it wasn't my least favorite. Probably because they had to put so much into the animation. They wanted to like really extend it. Right. And it looked really good. And what's funny about this is that I still didn't find it that funny, but I found it entertaining, especially when they did all the references to the anime, like when they're they're doing the zoom up of Lisa when she's writing down the names in the books that straight out of the anime the red eyes mm. just the way that it looks and i liked seeing uh was characters Sh shiogami or shinigami whatever? looked the most closely closest related to the anime yeah but i liked also whenever you saw characters that you knew like uh homer or marge homer looks so weird <laughs> yeah just in just in that weird and form mr burns was like half bezos with his yacht but again stuff. it reminded yeah. me of south park where it's like south park is not afraid to usually change up its animation at least one time per season yeah i think about and like they've the, done this in the simpsons too like they they did the triple as did Belleville when they did the intro that one time. And then also for, for the Treehouse of horror. Right. And then they also did for, uh, was it Caroline or whatever that thing where they changed the animation to be like that, where it was puppetry or yeah, something. Yeah, right. Yeah. And usually they do it for the couch intro. I know that they even got Don Hertzfeld to do like a different animated well, one. Well, for the Caroline one, I think it was the actual It skit. was the actual episode. Yeah. Like they, she went through a portal, I think I remember. And then she was in the Caroline world and then they were like stitching each other. But still, I thought that this one, yeah, this one, the animation was definitely by far the best out of all of them. yeah I really it had me it. it had me curious though because i know that they made different rules for this one like she had to stipulate different ways for every death and i don't think that's a thing in the original it, it can't be a thing in the, it, the no, no no that you have to change the way that someone yes, dies every time that was different but this honestly felt like it was just a recap of death note that was one of the funniest things to me that L, was funny to you yes because it was legitimately like i was just watching straight up what happens in the anime for example the first death on screen yeah. is a heart attack oh sure the fact that like no, she, i agree with they you. need to figure out who l is and and it might seem like that would be boring if you've seen it but i just agree i think that it really worked the the one joke i did laugh at was the fact that mr burns his global warming scheme is that is making global warming come faster yeah <laughs> like I, I found that funny but yeah overall i i enjoyed this one a lot so i'm like mixed feelings on this style like sure it looks cool and uh, i mean i give them credit for putting so much effort into that but i also have this sneaky suspicion that it was distracting away from how bad the plot was like instead of creatively adapting a death note type story they just did death note like you're talking about they did like death it's note. literally death note and then they rushed the ending to move on to the next story the thing is super yeah. quickly like it was like we, we're gonna introduce l for like one second find out it's alberto and then that's it like, yeah, that's and the end. It was 80% Death Note. That last part, that last, like, 20% was not how it is in the end. I don't think you can kill a Shimigami in Death Note. I think that that was just <laughs> kind of thrown in there for, for whatever reason. But as far as, like, Death Note rules are, I did look them up because I wanted to see, like, just a refresher to see if that thing about, like, how you kill someone was it. But yeah. And there is some weird rules out there that I wasn't aware of. For instance, if a Death Note owner accidentally misspells a person's name four times, that person will be free from being killed by the death note however uh if the death note owner intentionally misspells the name four times the owner will die you know i don't i don't <laughs> the owner will die i don't remember that being in the show but i do know that whenever one to commercial break have like attack on titan and all these other animes even cowboy bebop they always would come up before the commercial break with a rule and i'm sure that that was one of the rules that they used before they went to commercial break but it seems like if you have a really difficult name to pronounce and the person just cannot figure it out. 
Like they, it, they, it has to be unintentional. Yeah. If they, the, the person whose name was misspelled four times on purpose will not be free of death by death note, mm. according mm. to the Japanese rules. So like, it, it seems so funny to me that like, if you have a more difficult name to pronounce, then you're better off. If in this world. And there's so many episodes in Death I would be Note. naming my kid the Elon Musk there, kid name all the time. There's so many different episodes in Death Note where Light has to figure out the spelling of a name. Like, has to figure out the name that he's trying to use. Sure, but four times is a <laughs> lot of times to make a mistake. Especially if you can just, like, if I got to the third time, I'd just give up. You know, I wouldn't <laughs> want to risk my own death. But yeah, overall, I thought that it was jam-packed with the references. I liked the way it looked. Like I said, it wasn't that funny. So I gave this overall score a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, and this one I gave a C+. So the first C one was plus. a C-, minus, and this was a C+. Plus. I still wasn't that thrilled, especially because I feel like they could have done more story-wise, even though the style was amazing. I, I believe that, yeah. Lastly, we get to recap our Westworld knowledge. I just recently finished the fourth season, and it's funny how, like, whenever you see any sort of parody towards it, it's always related towards Westworld season one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody always fantasizes about is the idea that we live in a world where we get to go to theme parks where another world can exist. My first thought when I saw this was, oh, my God, are they really going to reference the monorail again? I was so I, liked it, I was so annoyed with it. No, because they have they have done that multiple episodes. And I was like, but no, it's such a classic. And it's it, it's from a season. I just like the animation style back then where you, you get to see the little lines across the and you can tell that it's just an older episode but the second the second that homer like it was started malfunctioning that's when i really started to enjoy the sketch and i thought that this was the best one out of all yeah i agree i think it went from worst to best and i think your your ratings also communicate that right um simpsons world mostly all pros callbacks felt necessary actually because without the callbacks this wouldn't make any sense yeah it's I, like the first time where i felt like okay well this is a great place oh and and that reminds me in the second episode sorry to go back but they did point out crusty burger and duff beer and it's funny because i know it was still technically springfield but it looked like an asian country and asian countries are notorious for or like any country outside the u.s is notorious for having american fast food imports <laughs> yeah. and so like having crusty burger there having duff beer there made a lot of sense and i like the shout out to that but for this i liked all the shout outs to the previous season here's the, the thing. classic episode i liked the references i really like when um when they all break out and yeah you get like uh what was your homework? favorite reference uh, probably when they were like meme 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 and he sunk into the bushes but i liked also oh, really? seeing i like seeing the lawn mower coming like chasing after homer as I well i liked kenyan arrow the one problem i do have with the skit is the fact that they reference themselves a lot and they were already doing too, it it's too meta a treehouse of horror yeah. that's too meta for you but they were already doing it and they've done it in multiple different episodes as well so. it's a treehouse of horror you, it goes with the territory you have to do that they even mentioned how like it, it, the simpsons lasted till season 45 when it became the, they, they were season 45 replicants yeah. or something like that yeah i like the jokes i like the references i like the ending where bob's burgers crossover start uh, yeah but play. but i do want to say my favorite part of the episode is yeah. when uh they are being surrounded by the ralph army and then uh, so basically yeah we should explain what the whole episode is the robot homer finds out that he is a robot he gains complete self-awareness by Maeve. playing with the he's Maeve. yes he's like, made yeah. from westworld but then he tries to break out his family and then they are successful in doing so they break out of the simpsons 
Simpsons land with all the other characters, but they're the only ones who break completely free, right? Because right. everybody else doesn't even understand what's going on. And then they find themselves in Bob's Burger Land or whatever. And we find out then from a, a overshot that there also is, what, SpongeBob Land and there's, Big Mouth. I have them written down. There's guy. South Park Park. There's Rick and Morty Universe. There's Family Guy Town. There's Futurama Rama. I found the names almost funnier than the skits themselves because I was like, this is absolutely what they would be named. <laughs> like Futurama Rama. The only one that I was a little bit off on was SpongeBob C. I felt like they could have done a little bit better with that one. But I was going to say my favorite part was when they are surrounded by all the Ralphs and then uh, Homer is using the t-shirt gun and then he's like taking all the Ralphs out with it and then Mod Flanders comes out. The Ralphs out are being used to like capture them <laughs> right but then mod flanders comes out of nowhere and gets in the head with a t-shirt Dead as well mod, yeah. yeah yeah i mean she's she can only show up in these episodes so <laughs> i'm surprised you remember her name i had to look it up oh okay <laughs> all right so what'd you get this episode then eight and a half out of ten this skit i gave an a and a half out of ten i gave it a b plus b plus yes not an a b plus you gave it an eight and a half that's higher than an eight and a half oh do you remember the bosbrooker's mom's name though do I remember the Bob's Burgers mom's name? Yeah, because you're the only one who watched Bob's Burgers. I never saw it. Uh, it I, I should because they just released the movie and I've seen like 10 minutes of it. But no. She, I just know that she t- talks about cheese a lot and sweating cheese, right? Is that, that was what the joke was? Anyways, what did you think of the names that were popping up? Because we didn't get an intro. No, that is strange. I, I, I did recognize that. Yeah, we didn't get like a couch because, gag or anything. Yeah, we didn't get a couch gag. Um, Rat groaning was there, though, as opposed to back groaning. And then my favorite one was Tim longs because it was tim hasn't got long i thought that was that was <laughs> I, I i didn't actually pay attention to the uh to the credits oh well they actually took them out for a while because they were like so tired of doing them and then it was a fan campaign campaign that brought them to back, bring them back. uh funny. some of the oh what what overall would you give the overall episode? i would give the show a seven out of ten the episode the episode is seven out of ten I thought that, like, the stuff that was satirizing was a couple years old. Had this come out, like, five years earlier, I feel like it could have been the same exact episode and probably been even funnier. But except for that, I thought, like you said... Well, it since got... the beginning, they've always done, like, movies from whenever. Like, it hasn't been Right, but the thing is, that is that the, the, the films that they were doing for things like The Babadook and even kind of Westworld and stuff like that is yeah. that it's old enough to the point where it seems old, but it's not old enough to be a classic. Whenever they're making fun of, like, Halloween or classic Halloween Westworld films... Westworld at this point is a classic. Between yeah. the movie and also I, the... Okay, I meant to say that, though. In the last skit, though, I did like how they satirized not only the TV show, but they also satirized the movie. And Death Note 2 is also so famous that I would consider that a classic. I was talking more about the Bob. So one of them wasn't a classic Yes, one out of three. That, who cares? <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, the, the reviews say that it was the best Treehouse of Horror episode in years. That was the Daily Beast. Um, and then Yahoo said it proves that there's still life in The Simpsons. I, I wouldn't say it was, like, the most amazing episode. I would truthfully only give it, like, a 6 out of 10. Like, I would I would watch it. So it barely it passes on. to you. But, yeah, it's not, like, anything amazing. This isn't this isn't high-caliber Simpsons stuff. This is kind of just, like, the best you could get. I was really glad. Seasons. I was really glad, though, that, like, Homer, this episode, was not as dumb as he is in some other episodes. I'm glad they didn't make him too smart also in the Westworld. Like, they could have done the full Maeve where he also increased his intelligence, and that would have been smart Homer, and we've seen that a billion yeah. times as well. And so I think it was better to keep him sort of in this like middle ground yeah and if it's not already kind of stated like, oh this, yeah so this was this was the fastest one it felt like there me. was there was also one error with the, the because they had the reset button in his nose and if he was a robot even if he's a robot he would have been hitting that all the time yeah so i don't think that's the best place for it like i got the joke but yeah um <laughs> that's been one nitpick on the episode all right thanks for listening oh wait, wait do we have anything else to say that's all i have all right thanks for listening we'll see you in the next episode hope you enjoyed this fun one bye <laughs>